1: Hello and welcome to They Talk A Good Game, your favourite footy podcast, probably. My name is Harvey, joined as ever by the tall, the charismatic, the funny, Lockie Pringle. Funny, yeah. You are! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you make me laugh.
2: Surprised you to, to say that. Yes, hello Harvey, it's good to be here for another week in yeah. the studio, uh, ready to dive on in.
1: That's it, episode 101. Yes, it's the
2: 101st. That's true, that's true, we've got a. You know, it's one thing to get the century, you know, raise the bat, whatever, but it's you know, the team still needs a job to be done so from us. Gotta kick on. The job's not over.
1: No, we don't relax now. Midway through the season. No. Representative round
2: it's around big, the corner. There's more stuff going on than ever. There's, you know, yeah, rep round this weekend, which we'll get into on our next episode. That's but it.
1: We're not talking about it here. Yeah. We're just <laughs> focusing on Clubland, aren't we?
2: Yes, we are. Yes, we are talking about Clubland. Uh lots of Oh, disappointing results for for different reasons from both of our sides in yeah, the weekend. It was it was and, it was a uh, tough
1: watch, um, as you said, for Manly and the Tigers. Um, mm. I mean, what do you want to say about the Tigers? Because I'm I'm worried that you're gonna <laughs> fade out this year. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to watch most weekends.
2: Yeah, it's uh, that's uh, that much is obvious. I think. Um, there's talk. I'm hearing talk that Luke Brooks is set to be dropped mm-hmm. this uh, next round for the first time ever in his eight. I can't believe nobody's career. tried it. No one's tried. No, nobody's even tried. it. <laughs> no, no one's <laughs> tried. <it. laughs> like, He's been coached by uh, Mick Potter, uh, Jason Taylor, uh, Ivan Cleary, and Michael Maguire, and now Brett Kamali. And so, first out of five coaches to try it.
1: It's. I mean, I think there it's a, go. He's a good it. decision. I think the um, had a
2: pretty ordinary game. I think it's something that, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you, on the on the flip side, you look at Lachlan Elias, who for the Rabbitohs, you know, they it was more defence that was their issue than anything. And uh, Jason Demetrio did not hesitate to to sort of pull his half back from the game, uh, you know, which which you know could be seen to be a bit harsh, but it's uh, it's much better than the kind of. Uh, idolizing that was being done of Luke Brooks when he was coming through at that age so you know yeah, I think well, it's important to know that it's possible to be dropped
1: totally and I think in those key positions as well the they are have such a strong influence over the game yeah that if they're out of form that the whole team suffers it's not like a big front roller who's not making as many meters or you know he's missing a couple of tackles through the middle if you're kicking games off the whole team suffering from a lack of field position, from a lack of try-scoring opportunities, a lack of build-up of pressure. Yes. Like, it's a big deal. And maybe it's a harsh call for someone like Ilias at the start of their career, but it's a learning curve. For Brooks, whether this is something that he can, you know, actually get a positive out of, find a silver lining, get some form back, find his talent, which does exist. It's there. We've all seen it. But it's not there consistently. Whether he can find it again in reserve grade and and bring it back to the NRL, yet to be seen. But I think it's a good call for, to to do it. Give some of the young blokes a chance. You've yep. got Jock Madden, who I imagine would be coming back in there, or Dewey. He Adam came Dewey's back, back, as back from well, injury, he?
2: so I, I think you know I I'd personally yeah like to see Dewey in in at the uh, the six. I think it's his best position. So that's. Our only hope is if that Adam Dewey and Jackson Hastings can uh, can click as a halves partnership. I think they're more than capable of it. But even Jackson Hastings has been a bit flat ever since Madge got sacked, really, yeah, which is tough. It's sort of, yeah, I, it felt like Madge's sort of coaching tactics and stuff didn't really align with much of the squad except for Jackson Hastings. But then, unfortunately, you sack Madge and then, you lose the one good thing you had, which was Jackson Hastings <laughs> <laughs> sort of <laughs> playing for the coach. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, so it, it, it's hard. Um, very deflating. Very I certainly deflating. I don't think that the wooden spoon is a certainty. I think there's a fight there. Oh, there's a fight. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. You can bounce back with a new coach. I mean, the Bulldogs are showing it. They've got back-to-back wins for the first time in what, three years since I know. 2019 or something like that. Well, the like crazy that. thing,
2: the Bulldogs, they they're scoring... Thirty points a game with Mick Potter when Trent Barrett was meant to be the great attack coach. Yeah, he was. Just uh, doesn't feel. Yeah, something something's <laughs> definitely gone wrong there for the Dogs.
1: Totally, I think. Um, yeah, they're they're, they're going to rebound and they can threaten mm. a number of teams heading into the back end of the year. Oh yeah, so they,
2: yeah, they're not a team you want to you want to kind of. Face at the moment. I think, like, you know, Matt Burton's found his mojo for yeah, the dogs. Yeah, well. Cars, you know, probably, yeah, ever since missing out on Origin, I think was a huge, I guess, wake up call. Not wake up call. I feel like he, he's always been putting in, but definitely, yeah, playing with that sort of fearless, just, you know, trying to score points.
1: Yeah, I mean, totally. And, it, and it's working. You yeah, know, taking a bit more risk and um, certainly paying off so far throughout the. Throw up Mick Potter's time mm. with the Bulldogs, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, one a game that really surprised me from yes. the weekend that uh, I had the Rabbitohs to win. I guess you know, not easy, but I thought it was. I thought they definitely end up winning against the Dragons on Thursday night, but the Dragons they made the rabbitos look silly. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the rabbitos made the Dragons look like champions.
1: I think it's a, a bit of both, really. Um, it's, it's really fascinating that Souths have a side that on paper should be able to compete. But it's mm. getting the best out of those players. I think Cody Walker is struggling without a dominant playmaker next to him. There's a lot of pressure on him. And he's pretty erratic in his style of play. And I think that, when your senior playmaker has that style of footy, yes. which is instinctive and it's off the cuff and they might have good systems set up, but when it doesn't work for Cody, it suddenly means it doesn't work for the team. Whereas mm. before, when it didn't work for Cody, you still had Adam Reynolds and Damian Cook maybe hasn't been playing at his best either, but it's hard to do um, have that much influence in a playmaking role from dummy half. Yeah, But there's there's nothing to fall back on. No. So if plan A is not working... Obviously, they're missing Latrell as well, but there's still enough talent in that side. I mean, they were last year's finalists, yeah. So know, they, yeah, they, they, they really the should final. be, um, you know, a top four side. But it it's becoming pretty clear that there's like that top eight battle is wide open. Souths, Manly, Dragons, Roosters, Raiders, even they're all in there. They can all make the cut. Mm. It's just who's going to string together those consistent performances, Dragons. Do you think they're a top-eight side? I mean, it still blows my mind some of the players that they've got running around for them. Yeah. It feels like the most sort of... feels like the side with the least chemistry. Yeah, right. It's got some really old experience, like journeymen in there. Got like a core young prospects that are coming through that have been impressive on their chances. Their forward pack is clearly strong, but there are no real standouts, you'd say. I mean, DeBellin mm. coming back from a long time off. He's playing some decent footy. Tarek Sims, is you know, he's a rep player, although not this weekend. Not this but weekend. No. He's he's not playing his best footy this year. Yeah, I don't know what to make of them. No, it's
2: yeah, it's really interesting the fact, especially that they sit in the top eight right now with the Rabbitohs. You know, another team that's so kind of yeah, topsy turvy. There's uh, there's. Kind of two spots up for grabs that five teams are fighting for and will be fighting for towards the end of the season: Rabbitohs, Dragons, Roosters, Manly, and the Raiders. Um,
1: I, I will say it's on hard, the Dragons, hard to pick
2: who's going to end up there.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I'll say on the Dragons that Ben Hunt is playing his probably his best year. He's having a great year, and it, he is matured into the playmaker that c- looks like is capable of winning a grand final. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's had his chances. Yeah. Hasn't caught every opportunity, but <laughs> he's still yeah. he's still fighting, and yeah, he, he's um, yeah having a really strong strong year so far.
2: Absolutely, yeah, I think he's yeah he's, he's played with a few different five eighths uh, this year, but I think he's just the fact knowing that it is definitely his job to control the team. I think he's really thrived under that that expectation and that pressure. Um, yeah, like you know, I feel like you know Tallitau Moni's growing growing sort of under his sort of leadership, but sure. even, you know, even when Jack Bird was there, Moses and By spent a bit of time there. He's he's made it work with whoever he's got. And I think it's, yeah, major credit to Ben Hunt for kind of pulling this side that, you know, that, that you say on paper looks like they lack a bit of chemistry. Yeah, It's incredible for, you know, for a halfback to be able to kind of do that. And speaking of, the Rabbitohs don't have that. Not to go on about it, but you know, it's like, it's the, it's, it's that, that Adam Reynolds kind of effect. It's that, that, yeah, that, the value of an organizing half.
1: Yeah. I mean, there aren't enough going around in the comp. There's certainly not 16 and certainly not 17 with the the Dolphins still looking out for a key signing in the spine.
2: Very quickly, Harvey, let's talk about what the heck happened to Manly on Friday night and
1: how, do we have to? How
2: they let it slip (laughs) through their fingers.
1: I think. I don't. I, Do we get complacent? I I don't have a lot of explanation for it. Right, like it it shouldn't happen, but it did. Mm. Um, I thought even as they were coming back and momentum was heading back towards North Queensland, that it it I never really gave it a chance. Um, I thought we were the better side for seventy minutes. We yeah. really took it to them. We had our like periods of dominance, and it was like. It's hard because we've not beaten a top eight side this year. Mm. All our wins have come against teams that are in the bottom eight or were in the bottom eight when we played them. Yeah, right. And so there's this flat track bully sort of perspective that you can have of Manly, which has been lingering for the last couple of years. And you feel like we've got the leadership, we've got the uh, experience players like DCE who's stood up in clutch moments time and time again in the past – you know, rep level for Australia and at club level. Mm. And we're we're still not icing these opportunities. Like obviously we're missing Tommy, but I don't think he would have helped us defend the last ten minutes. Mm. Like maybe we would be scoring more points. Well, I think Garrick is doing just as strong a job defensively. Um we'd probably miss his leadership a bit, but we we've got a strong experienced side or experienced core there. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 hard to sort of <laughs> rattle on about because yeah. it just shouldn't have happened, right? Like no, it's one totally. of those rare feats. You got to hand it to the Cowboys. They never gave up. They they have that grit and that um, tenacity this year that they haven't had in years gone by. Mm. And they they never doubted themselves, especially once they got that um, try in the seventy second minute by Robson to you know bring it back, give them a shot. They, they were just all guns blazing. Yeah. And maybe Manly were cruising at that point. Maybe Manly didn't think it was possible like most Manly fans in the <laughs> fucking stands who were like, there's no chance they're actually going to do this. But they did. So fair play. I guess that's why they're, you know, top two, top three side this year. They're definitely going to be in the finals. Yeah. And Manly got a battle on their hands. They're one, of, they're one of those teams that are fighting for those last two spots in the they top do. eight.
2: I know, yeah. It's, it's yeah, you know, the promising thing is that I don't think any of those five clubs has even one hand on a spot yet. It's it's super open and literally it could be any combination of those five that could get in.
1: Totally. I just think that even if – I think, honestly, any of those sides that get there are gone week one. I don't, I'm not sure that any of them then step mm. up to um, mm. playing, playing a decent side yeah, that's prob- in, in, that's in probably finals true. footy. I mean, anything can happen in 80 minutes. Yeah. I I guess the shining light from that game was Lucky Croker, who we've often joked about not being a hooker on this podcast. Um, Mm. And he's copped his fair flack from the media, especially when he had his first full season there. But he he is growing into his own. He's making it a a really, you know, he's a solid 80-minute performer there. Physically, he's bulked up a bit. Defensively, he's really strong. And then he dominated with his attacking capabilities. Still got the kicking game that he developed as a young half. And... He needs to kick more. That's yeah, what I'd nice. say.
2: Yeah, nice. Absolutely. He mustn't forget that where he's come from. No, he mustn't exactly. forget that he is a yeah. half. So many halves for Manly. you got Josh Schuster there. You've got Lockie Kroger there. Yeah. Everybody's got to be having a, having a kick. Yeah, Fifth place, sure. throw it to anyone. I
1: mean, Dylan Walker spent some time there as well. So Dylan Walker. Everyone he's playing have. as a prop forward nowadays. <laughs> Is that's that a, he's, Yeah, he's, um, he's in our middle forward rotation. <laughs> he often comes on with um with or Alloye. Yeah. Um, wow. Just to provide some punch to the middle. How good's that? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Versa, off to the Warriors next year. Yeah, See right. where they use them.
2: Yeah, nice. That's awesome. There you go. Um, Storm won again. Panthers won again. Sharks won again. Sharks are in the top four now. So that's, that's something. That's exciting. Eels yep. had their... I thought Eels would beat the Roosters this week. You know, Eels... They they don't have a good win two weeks in a row. They don't have a bad loss two weeks in a row. And last week they had their bad loss, so dangerous for the Roosters to be coming up against them.
1: Yeah, tough week to play the Eels off a loss. Absolutely. <laughs> they're, just, they're inconsistent though, aren't they? They're, like, they're,
2: yeah, they're inconsistent in like a kind of, I guess, as positive a way that you can be inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like the the positive is with the Eels is if you watch them play horrible one week, you know you're likely getting a win the next week. Yeah. The negative is if you watch them play great one week, it's very dangerous the next week.
1: And they they know how to get up for the big games, right? Yes. Like, like they've beaten the Penrith, they've beaten the Storm.
2: They're the opposite of flat track bullies. Totally. They I mean, are bad at the flat track.
1: Yeah, they get complacent. And the great sides don't do that. The great sides don't give up any points throughout the season. No. Like, like, like They have to be beaten at their best if anybody's yeah. going to take points off them. Which, you know, you'd think that this, this style of inconsistency makes them well suited to finals footy because any knockout game they'll be up for and up against tough competition but I think there's also that element of if we rattle them as in whoever's coming up against them has if we rattle them that they'll shake and that they'll they'll crumble like mm. it's happened before against worse opposi- opposition than us so yeah I, I wouldn't I don't think they're like a grand final chance premiership chance. No. But on their day, they can beat anyone. Yeah. Just don't know which which side's going to turn up. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned the sharks there as well. Yes, beating the Titans. Who are now at the bottom of the table? What has gone on? Titans Holbrook. What's what's happened? Maybe they, they
2: were, needed Ash Taylor the whole time. I think they were both in our. <laughs> they were in both. No, were they in my top eight? Not sure. They were I in think your I had top them at eight. Six, yeah, yeah, you had them in there. I don't think uh, they might have just missed out on mine. But I think we both, yeah, thought that. It was going to be a positive year for them. They seem to yeah, have a lot of faith in kind of blooding some of these younger guys. And I think we were both sort of commending the move to do that. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't
1: know. I think like, because on paper still their forward pack is one of the best in the comp. Yeah. Obviously David Fafida hasn't been living up to his expectations this year, um, which is mm. hard for any young player being offered, you know, on so much money that, you know, you've got to wear it though. And you have to deliver. You're on big money for a reason, (laughs) to to play good footy. Um, But they still, like, I think it is their halves and their spine where they're really struggling. I mean, Fogarty obviously moving on. Brimson's move to the halves hasn't been that successful. Mm. I'm sure the young guys in Campbell and Sexton will get a lot out of this experience through the year. But are they going to turn around in the back half of the year and become different players capable of, you know, delivering wins? Probably not. Mm. and obviously they've got to look over their shoulder for foreign coming in next year. They're missing a key dummy half as well. Um Aaron Clark. He's a good option, but he's mm. just not in that um he's not in the top 10 hookers in the game and and that's, you know, a harsh reality. Yeah. But they don't really have any other options there either.
2: No. It's tricky. Maybe they need to look to someone like Jake Little. As, Appy, <laughs> as uh, now New South Wales, once again, Origin representative Appy Sycoris. on his way to the Tigers. So, uh, Jake Little might be looking for a, a club or something. Yep, yep, for sure. I don't sure. know, I'm trying to think of people. Um, it's tough to yeah. get a hooker.
1: I, it is, it Highly
2: is. Highly sought-after Especially after in position. the Gold Coast. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh, but pressure's <laughs> got to be on Holbrook now. Yep. Come on. Like. Oh, yeah. Like you can have this development mandate. And I think he said a couple of weeks ago in the press conference, if you look at our footy, like the results might not speak for themselves, but if you look at the footy we're playing, it's better than it was when I arrived. Mm. You go, okay, but are you winning? <laughs> like like at yep. the end of the day, if you're playing better footy, you should be winning games. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, it doesn't matter how pretty your footy is. You've got to win games. That's true. There you go. From the best.
2: Heard it there. Um, was there anything else from the weekend that you wanted to talk about? Because I'm pretty happy to move on. To... Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll move on. I'll just say the Raiders aren't fading anymore. They're well and truly in the top eight fight. Coming back against the Knights who, again, are struggling. But Hudson, Why were Young. They down against Hudson the Knights. Young, he's a gun. <laughs> yeah, He's a gun. He really burst onto the scene last year. Last two months or so, he's been playing some of his best footy. Up there with the best second rowers in the comp. Tarpany as well. Raiders, they're going to be sticking around hard to beat in the back end of the year.
2: There you go. they, yeah, Looking looking almost yeah, in the best form of all the clubs that are going for those last two spots.
1: I think so. I think they'd be the team most people would not want to come up against. Yeah. They're a top six side at the moment.
2: Yeah, damn. Damn, damn, damn. All right. Well, if you're ready, Harvey. I'm ready. I think, uh, on the other side of this ad break, let's get to some fantasy and tipping champs. All right. We're back. Harvey, who were our fantasy and tipping champs of the week.
1: Yeah, fantasy. We had some strong performances, lots of people in the nine hundreds. Nobody quite breaking that thousand point mark, which is obviously the the gold standard that we want from our top point scorers each it's and every one we week. See. Yeah. But a commendable effort to you, Joe T, coach of passion fingers, with a score of nine hundred and ninety-five, just Almost five points there. short of that. 1,000-point mark, sitting about mid-table in the comp, so still anybody can claim t- uh, Fantasy Coach of the Week on any given round. Oh, yeah. Um, our top superstars, Ben Thulis, Cooper Gurman, they're drifting about 500 to a 1,000th. So, come on, boys, <sighs> lift your game. <laughs> Let's get in the top 100. I
2: noticed that Cooper Gurman has changed his uh, fantasy team name. Maybe in a in the same way that a team changes coach, he just needs something to invigorate his players and spark them up. His now team used to be Fafidja NRL FL or whatever. Right now it is Joe is the goat. I don't know which Joe he's talking about.
1: Joe Offangawi Stimson.
2: What team does Stimson play for? Uh, Bulldogs. Right. Well. Cooper's little avatar thing mm-hmm. is a Titans jersey. Is there a Joe who plays for the Titans? Is there.
1: N- not, <laughs> Can't not think the, of not one. Not off the top of my head.
2: Interesting. Interesting. No. Must be Joe Offhand Gowie <laughs> is, is the GOAT. Couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, fair uh,
1: play. Uh, well done, Cooper. Hopefully that name change sends you back into the top 100. In yep. terms of tipping, though, only one person was able to get eight out of eight. Lots of sevens. Tough to tip this week. But congratulations, Caden Donaldson, with his tipping name, Caden09. Mm. Eight out of eight. Margin of Ooh. six. Wow. Very good. But better than the rest who either got seven, sixes, fives, fours, threes, twos, and ones. Did no one else get eight?
2: Nobody else got oh, eight. Wow. Full marks.
1: Full marks. Congratulations. It's highly commendable effort. Well done.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, let's move on to Predictions League for this week, Harvey. Uh, We won't be making any predictions uh, for NRL this week as there is no NRL footy this week. So if you want to get the latest in that, listen to our State of Origin preview, which will be coming out tomorrow for our Origin predictions, which do count as part of Predictions League.
1: Absolutely. But
2: this is what happened in round 15. Everyone in the league got their prediction wrong, except for me. (laughs) (laughs) Got my prediction right Congratulations In doing so I earned myself A cheeky three points And overtook you On the ladder Took your spot In third place Uh You're now in fourth Damn Um, But here's Here's what everyone Predicted incorrectly (laughs) Perfect Uh, So Actually Here's what I predicted Correctly to start (laughs) I said, that, I said that six or more players would score a double, and there were about 10 doubles over the week. You weekend. could have gone bolder. I could have gone bolder. I only earned three points. I could have gone bolder. But uh, points are points, and they're very valuable. And I'm on double digits now. I'm on, sitting on 10. So I'm beauty. Stoked about that. Well done. But here's all the incorrect predictions Tim from our Patreon, who currently leads the ladder, said four games will be won by the home team, and four games will be won by the away team. Unfortunately for Tim, uh, as it got to Sunday and there were two games left, in order for his prediction to be correct, he would have needed the Knights to beat the Raiders and he would have needed the Tigers to beat the Bulldogs. And so he was just up against it right there on, on, on Sunday.
1: Struggle street, unfortunately. Str- yeah,
2: unfortunately. Uh, Marina from our Patreon said, the Cowboys will defeat the Seagulls by the same margin as the Bulldogs will defeat the Tigers. That's a, that's, bold. that's bold. I know, because you don't need exact margins. Yeah. Um, and it didn't happen because the Cowboys only just beat the Seagulls by two and the Bulldogs beat the Tigers by a thousand. By a thousand. <laughs>
1: How so many points was that on, on offer for that one? That's bold. Only six. Six, okay.
2: I think it was worth more.
1: I reckon so too.
2: Another prediction that was worth six, Harvey, was yours, which mm-hmm. I think also could have been worth more. <laughs> yep. You said Panthers and Storm will de- defeat... Uh, who did they play? Who did Panthers play?
1: <laughs> uh, the Warriors. <laughs>
2: Panthers will defeat the Warriors and Storm will defeat Broncos. the Broncos. And so their combined winning margins, Panthers and Storm, would be 100 plus.
1: Okay, I feel stupid for this, this prediction. Why? I just never... Almost... Oh, no, not the moment that I said it. The moment the recording stopped. I was like, <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> this isn't going to come true. No. <laughs> it better be bold and like well rewarded. Six points just makes me feel even worse. Well, this is the thing because Broncos are
2: playing, you know, real good footy. And so even if the Panthers were to like have a record breaking eighty point win over the Warriors, mm-hmm. Storm still have to beat Broncos by twenty, which is still pretty tough.
1: Yeah, but no Reynolds, House is playing with an injury. I I mm. think they're key cogs and I thought the Storm were just well up for it. But. Yeah. Clearly not.
2: Wasn't to be. And finally, Nikki from our Patreon, who does trail in the wooden spoon position, said that in three separate games, the total point score will be 50 plus. And it was so close to coming true because there uh, there were two games that exceeded 50 plus, but she needed a third. And I think there were two games that, Totaled forty-eight or something very similar. So literally, just you know, a penalty goal or trice anything in anything any, any, any of those games, and and she gets it correct. And if she had Harvey, you'd be sitting last. Oh no! How so many
1: points would have gone to Nikki?
2: Three. So yeah. it'd be it'd be men. It's, it's <laughs> close comp. It, it's very close. Yeah. So just to talk to show the total points score and to show how close this comp is, Tim is at the top on fourteen. Then it's Marina on eleven. Then it's me on ten. Then it's you on nine, mm-hmm. and then Nikki's on seven. Wow! So only seven points separates first and last, and you know we're all just within. There's no margin like of two people who are like in one one above the other. No, nah. there's no margin above three. Wow! So
1: what? A, what a comp. What a comp we've got. Going. It's Not too late. Join up. Join up. These
2: aren't huge scores. Get it. You get a 10-point score one week. You're in third. If you know what you're
1: talking about, there's an easy chance you can win it from here. You're in
2: you can easily win it in the last 10 rounds. You can pull a cowboy's V Manly on us and uh, yeah, get, get the it. last minute win. Um okay. So. Special treat as we begin to look ahead to the end of the year. You know, we don't have our predictions to, to make because there's no NRL footy this weekend, but it's time to start getting in Tagiga Award mode, and we're doing our Player of the Year Award a bit differently this year. Instead of a running tally of points, similar to like a Delium style, uh, every couple of weeks from here on to the end of the season, we are each going to just nominate a player. So someone who we think deserves to be in the running. Yeah, I guess based on what we've seen. A so nominee, far. even though it's only been fifteen rounds, there's still ten rounds left. But yeah. if they've been that good, you know. Till now, they deserve a nomination for sure. And then, you know, the players that impress on the back end, or at least haven't been nominated yet, they'll get their chance as it goes on. So eventually, we'll have this whole pool, and then we'll run a little, little knockout comp. Can't on the wait. Insta story. Can't It'll all be fan voted. This is where it all starts. This is where it all starts. Yes. So, how should we do this? Should we say them at the same time, and then? Oh, okay, and then I like that. See if we need to. We've each got backups as well, so yeah, that we have just two different ones, just in case. Well let's do it. Let's let's each nominate a player who, at this point in the season, we think deserves to be in the conversation for player of the year. Three, two, one. Cameron. Isaiah Munster. Yo. There we go.
1: There we go. Cameron go. Munster
2: was my backup.
1: Nice. I've Isaiah gone, Yo was not mine. The, yeah, but okay. tell me why.
2: Interesting. Well, you know, he's just been phenomenal. Yeah, he's he, a good player, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> <he's a> good, <laughs> Panthers have been killing it. And I think like from an attacking and defensive point of view, he's such a key cog as yeah. you as you the Term that you coined just before, because <laughs> he, he's a ball playing lock. He's totally ball <laughs> he's playing a, lock. He's uh, you know, he, yeah, and um, he's, I just think he's had his best year so far this year.
1: I think he's the most well rounded forward in the comp. Yeah, and he does not have a weakness in his game. I mean, he's a shoe in for the Australian side for the Blues. Any any rep team that you were throwing together, an all stars from the NRL. Yeah, he's in there definitely in the running for player of the year. In a team full of superstars as well, he still stands out every week in in a role that can easily go underappreciated. Totally. I think we've seen it like an emergence with the um, player of the game speeding up in the last couple of years with a couple of rule changes that that sort of middle forward shifting the ball from side to side, a bit more ball playing as we keep saying (laughs) is... um, shone a light on some players that have always been sort of standouts for their for their sides, but they haven't got the recognition. And he's the one that's adapted the best and is the best. Lock forward in the game. Yeah, absolutely. So, fair
2: enough. Fair enough. Um, Cameron Munster. Yeah. Cameron, he's Yeah, he's definitely... Uh, Again,
1: it's not surprising that we've picked two players from the two best teams this year outside of the Cowboys. I think Munster is playing... Each and every week, like it's his last game, he has such a uh, sort of such an approach to footy mm. that makes him so dominant. Every yeah. single moment he sees as an opportunity. Doesn't yeah. matter whether he's making a tackle and it's a strip, whether it's a short side play, it's just a rushed kick on the last. Every chance he has is here's a chance to score. Here's a chance to turn things around for my team. What can I get out of it? He's never just going through the paces and, you know, fulfilling his role. It, every Everything he does is about maximising the opportunity for his team. And he's so instrumental to that side. There's still lots of talk about where he's going to end up in the next couple of years. I think the Storm are mad if they don't prioritise everything. I, I, now, I
2: now think he'll, he'll stay at the Storm. I think it's gone on long enough and it sounds like he's had Billy Slater sort of in his ear at Origin Camp telling him that the best thing is just to stay at the Storm. I think um, it's a
1: risk for all involved. Like for him to move from where yeah. he's playing his best footy in in one of the best systems in the comp, but also a risk of the storm if they let him go and don't don't sort of give in to some of his demands. Yeah, because he's the best playmaker in the comp at the moment. I know Nathan Cleary would be a strong contender, and I think he controls the game better, and maybe has a I don't know they're, they're different styles, but in terms of pure playmaking, scoring points, creating chances. Munster's better. And and he has been all year. And, yeah, he's a thorn in the blue side. We're not going to touch on it here, but I see him in that maroon and I can't let it go. No. (laughs) He's he's damaging in everything he does. So, yeah, stand out for me. There you
2: go. Well, we're going to chuck those up in our Insta story and you, the fans, will have the chance to... Uh, I guess nominate your own player uh, of the season and don't worry this isn't the only three that there's going to be we'll be adding more as we go we'll be adding more so but get on there to someone who you think uh, deserves a deserves a nod I suppose
1: for sure there's going to be a long list that we're going to then knock out at the back end of the year, probably yeah. through the final series as we build up towards the Tatagaga Awards. Oh, I mean, we have night of so nights. many awards. We're going to touch on it a bit more mm. in the weeks to come, but there are lots of awards that we handed out last year that we're very much looking forward to getting back into. See whether anybody can do the double when it back-to-back years for some of the categories. Mm. And we're always open to new categories as well. If you've got any suggestions, send Absolutely. them through. Love to hear you guys' thoughts. Yeah, we
2: need some. We need some categories. We're going to build off the back of last year. Keep a lot of the ones that were really great, and I, I guess keep most of them. But you know, if there's if there's any that we missed, we want to hear from you. It's
1: going to be bigger and better.
2: Look forward to that. And until next time, Harvey.
1: Bye bye.